0: lord we give you thanks for this day thank you for the reign of your spirit thank you for your wisdom that is at work within your people thank you because of the eyes of revelation that continue to be opened today and the ears that continue to be unstopped thank you oh god for the strength that fills our inner man by the power of the spirit lord we rejoice in you this day in jesus name we pray Amen. praise the lord come and give the lord a hand clap and bless him this morning hallelujah glory to god hallelujah amen praise god you know we're a church on a mission our mission is to empower all the family uh, to explore experience express and exhibit the high life of god with joy you know jesus demonstrated the way god desires us to live you know when jesus came to earth he didn't come to be the head of a new religion Um, that's not why he came the father loves the world amen that he gave his only begotten son He came to show us what man will be like when he's in union with God. Amen. He came to demonstrate the high life, the life of God. Hallelujah. Um, Therefore, God loves all people equally. He really does. That's why he gave his most precious son uh, for the sacrifice of everybody. Amen. There are some sheep that are not in this fold, but the plan of God is that there will just be one fold and one shepherd. Amen. One fold and one shepherd. So don't look at people as unbelievers. Look at them as pre-believers. Amen. Uh, Because the blood of Jesus is speaking on their behalf in heaven, in the heavenly holy of holies. Because they are people for whom Jesus died. Hallelujah. So let's start looking at people through those eyes. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. He came to demonstrate who sons of God look like. And that is what you are called to be, to be conformed to the image of his son. His son, his son, his son. And that's why we are here. Uh, We're not here... To announce a new religion, we're here to celebrate Christ and empower every person to not only explore the limits of that life, which is actually limitless, um, but to keep exploring it and then experiencing it. We're not the people that have a theology without an experience. Hallelujah. If all you have is a theology, then there's something lacking. Yeah, Because the exploration is meant to lead you to something tangible. He said, ask and you will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. If you have a desire to know God in any dimension, that desire can be satisfied. Amen. If you are hungry enough and you seek him, you will find him when you search for him with all your heart. So we're here to help people to explore. You know, every thirst, every hunger. You can't satisfy something that is not hungry. Um, it's only to the depth of your hunger that you'll be satisfied hallelujah so we want to create so some things will be done here that just create a hunger for more of god amen Uh, because when you seek him you will find to explore experience express and exhibit this high life of god with joy uh one of the things we say is that seriousness is not a fruit of the spirit joy is hallelujah the closer you get to god the more you exude the joy of the lord hallelujah in the midst of tribulation In the midst of affliction, you would be filled with joy. Because our joy in the Lord is our strength. Hallelujah. I think it was C.S. Lewis that said joy is the business of heaven. You know, the business of heaven is joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Exceeding joy. Hallelujah. Overflowing joy. So if um, you are joyless, then there's more exploration to do. Because when you find him, you will be joyful. Amen. So that's what high life is all about. Um, Today we're going to... We're just going to flow this morning, uh, we're going to pray, we're going to worship, we're going to, you know, just seek God about different things um, as a church. We're going to look at First Corinthians 10, it's a verse that we read, or passage that we read during um, the prayer time before Perusia, and I've mentioned at different points. Verse 1 says, I don't want you, I'm reading from the Living Translation, or New Living Translation, I don't want you to forget their brothers and sisters. About our ancestors in the wilderness long ago. All of them. Everyone say all of them. All of them were guided by a cloud. That moved ahead of them. And all of them walked through the sea on dry ground. In the cloud. And in the sea. All of them were baptized as followers of Moses. All of them ate the same spiritual food. All of them drank the same spiritual water. For they drank from the spiritual rock that traveled with them and that rock was Christ. Verse 5 says, yet, not, yet God was not pleased with most of them and their bodies were scattered in the wilderness. You know, the plan of God for Israel was to take them, deliver them from the tyranny or the you know, subjugation they experienced for 400 years in Egypt and lead them into the promised land. All right? Uh, and the Lord knew that the slavery in them was not just going to be taken out by, you know, by taking them out of Egypt uh, because, you know, they had been in that situation for 430 years. So the Lord led them through a process and he baptized them into the new. Yeah. Uh, And that's the key thing I'm trying to get across. When the Lord is doing a new thing and he's taking you from a place you are familiar with and he's taking you to new terrain He immerses you in the new because he's trying to take away the old so that you can enter into this new dimension of operation. Um, But it is important that you mix what he's giving you with faith. Because the only reason why most of them didn't make it into the promised land was because they did not mix the word of God with faith. Amen. They did not mix the word of God with faith. Um, The Lord immersed them into the cloud. He led them through supernatural signs. Um, Moses was a great leader who led them into uh, understanding the ways of God. At least he tried to. But only a few people mixed what they were being taught with faith. Um, In fact, we know that the only people that made it into the promised land were Joshua and Caleb. And also the young kids, and I believe prophetically speaking about those who approach the kingdom like a little child. And it was these veterans, Joshua and Caleb, who received the word of God and mixed it with faith. And we know that Caleb mixed it with faith because when he was 80 years old, he said, you know what, give me this mountain. It's my inheritance, you know, and, I, and he was willing to get into it. So it is important uh, because I believe that for us as a ministry, over the last few years, the Lord has been immersing us in the new. He has been opening our eyes to the fact that he has a new thing for us. I know if you've been a Christian for a long time, when people say I ha- the Lord has a new thing, you think, yeah, that's just, you know, the thing they say um, in January. It's a new day. It's a new thing, you know. But indeed, in Isaiah forty-three nineteen, he says, I do a new thing. And prophetically, he has been emphasizing this to us in so many different ways. In so many different ways. But in order for us to maximize the season. It is important that what we are being taught, we mix with faith. And what that means is open your heart to it, first of all. Amen. I believe that the level of impact the Word will have in your life is going to be determined not by the power of the Word, but by the receptivity of your heart. Amen. We know from Mark chapter 4, the parable of the soils, that the Word was the same in every soil, was it not? He said the seed is the Word of God, okay? But it was only productive... Where the heart was receptive. Say it with me. The word is only productive. Where the heart is receptive. Let's say it again. The word is only productive. Where the heart is receptive. So if God is going to do a new thing, he's not doing a recondition thing. He's preparing our hearts for something totally new. Okay, so in order to maximize what we got from Perusia, first of all, it's important that you have a receptive heart, and then all the material that was taught, maximize it. You should not be doing our daily bread for the next three months. There's nothing wrong with our daily bread, all right? But you should be feeding on what we have been fed with, okay? That's what you should be feeding on. That's what you should be meditating on, yeah? Because that means that you are aligning yourself with what God is saying. Yeah? You didn't get everything from the three days at Perusia. No, that was just like food was being served. Now we need to eat it. Okay, We need to eat it. Um, all the material is available. You can get the CDs. Uh, you can get the MP3s. Uh, if you have access to the internet, which you should, it's available for free on, um, on YouTube. All the videos are there. All right. But what you need to do is you need to feed on the material. All right. The Bible says, I mean Paul was speaking to Timothy, he said meditate on these things, on these things. Give yourself completely, wholly to them and then your progress will be evident to all. Okay. There's a transformation that will take place in your life if you meditate on these things and give yourself completely to them. Hallelujah. There's a transformation that will take place in your life. If the transformation does not take place, that tells us that you are not meditating on these things and giving yourself completely to them. Hallelujah. That's the equation of the gospel of the kingdom. Um, If we're going to experience and walk in the new that God has prepared for us, then we're going to have to follow the protocols of the kingdom. You see, the enemy is not going to fold his arms during this time. In fact, in the days ahead and the days now, there's going to be more distraction than ever before. There are going to be a lot more excuses as to why you did not have time to meditate on it. It's not even just your job. If you didn't have a job, there'll be TV. There'll be, you know, whatever. There'll be all kinds of things that come up. So we need to be single-minded on what we want to do. All right? Uh, We need to be single-minded on what we want to do. You need to allocate a certain time of your day that you're going to meditate on these things and give yourselves completely to them. Because that is the secret to our transformation. Amen. Amen. Um, But this morning, because for the next few weeks, I just want us to linger on this for a little bit. I think so much was done and said at Perusia that we need to explore and just build on so that we're not moving to the next thing. There's no next thing. This is it. Uh, There's no next thing. We need to make sure that we get the messages, what the Lord is saying to us, deeply in our hearts. You know, sometimes when the word of the Lord comes, it doesn't hit our hearts like it's actually God speaking to us. Just think, oh, it's a great minister that's, you know, giving us revelation. Um, And I think it's important that we begin to measure the word of God correctly. Amen. Um, Let's open our Bibles, if you can, to um, Numbers 24. The first thing I want us to pray about this morning is that the Lord will give us eyes that truly see. Because we've got to see the king. And we need to see him to enter his kingdom. We want to ask that the Lord will give us eyes that truly see. And you can use this our prayer time this morning as a seed for your own personal time. That he gives us eyes that truly see. In Numbers 24 verse 1 to 4, I'm reading from the New Living Translation again. It says, Now Balaam realized that the Lord had determined to bless Israel. So he did not resort to divination as before. Instead, he turned and looked out toward the wilderness where he saw the people of Israel camped tribe by tribe. Then the Spirit of God came upon him and this is the message he delivered. He said, this is the message of Balaam, the son of Beor. The message of the man whose eyes see clearly. The message of one who hears the words of God. Who sees a vision from the Almighty. Who bows down with eyes wide open. He said, I see clearly. Now we know that when God was speaking to Jeremiah, he said, what do you see? And Jeremiah said, I see the branch of an almond tree. Or the, and the Lord said, you've seen well. He says, my eyes see clearly. The message of one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who bows down with eyes wide open. I want to pray that the Lord will open our eyes to see clearly. You know, what was happening here, if you read the context of, of the story, as far as Balak, the king of the Moabites, was concerned, the Israelites were basically this irritant population that needed to be cursed. But it took the discernment of the spirit in Balaam to recognize that these are the people of God that should be blessed. In this time, it is important to curse what the Lord curses and bless what he blesses. You know, it's possible in our enthusiasm to bless what the Lord has cursed and to curse what he has blessed. But we want our eyes to be open to see clearly in order that we may interpret the temporal from the perspective of eternity and not the other way around. It is important that we are viewing our lives and our journey from the context of eternity as opposed to the other way around. You know, there's some jobs that the Lord has placed you in that may not be the best job in terms of financial remuneration right now. But he has positioned you there because there is something that's going to happen in a few years' time That he needs you to be in position for you to maximize that opportunity for the kingdom. So it is important that our eyes open and we see clearly. Yeah? And in order for your eyes to open and to see clearly, we must begin with a meek heart, a heart of receptivity. Yeah? So I want us to pray this morning that, Lord, you know, you are baptizing me into the new. And I ask you that you open the eyes of my understanding. That my eyes may see clearly. There are a few other verses I want us to read before we pray. If you look at Hebrews chapter 8 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 8 verse 3. I'll just read two verses from there. Three to five. It says, and since every high priest is required to offer gifts and sacrifices. Our high priest must make an offering too. And if he were on earth. He will not even be a priest since there already are priests who offer the gifts required by the law; They serve a system of worship that is only a copy or a shadow of the real one in heaven. Everyone say the real one in heaven. <laughs> For when Moses was getting ready to build the tabernacle, God gave him this warning. Be sure that you make everything according to the pattern I have shown you here on the mountain. You know, a few days ago I was reading... Um, the construction of the tabernacle in the wilderness. Now this verse makes it clear that everything that was put in that tabernacle was a copy of the true one in heaven. So God gave Moses insight into what was already established in heaven for him to replicate on the earth. And if you read the account, I mean it was very detailed construction. Very detailed construction. In like manner, your life and my life, there is a pattern in heaven. Heaven has a pattern, a scroll concerning your life. And the Lord, by his spirit, wants to reveal it to you and I so that we are perfectly aligned with the will of God for our lives. Amen. And that is why our lives must be interpreted from the perspective of eternity. Yeah? And as a believer who is being baptized into the new, it is important to understand that your deep desires, the talents, the graces, the inclinations that God has given you, and not just for you to have a good life on earth. There is a reason why he has built that complement of talents and graces into your life. There is something he wants you to do with it, That will benefit the kingdom of God. It will satisfy you. It will bless your life. But your life goes beyond the temporal. Are you with me? You have come from eternity. And your assignment is meant to have eternal impact. Your business is meant to be repurposed. To extend the kingdom of God in the earth. So it is important that we understand that. Our lives, to receive full fulfillment, it must be aligned with heaven's pattern. And that is why we must truly see. Hallelujah. That is why we must truly see. Uh, The last verse on this is one that is very pertinent to us in the New Testament, which is Joel 2 verse 28. That says that it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit. On all flesh. Everyone say all flesh. flesh. Or oh, say it again, say all flesh. All flesh. Say it again, say all flesh. all flesh. You know, we know these verses. We disqualify ourselves from them. You know, when we read some of these verses, we think we um, assent to it mentally. But when it comes into the practicalities of our lives, we almost um, forget about them or don't believe them or think that this is for Christian ministry or pastors or prophets, and in our minds, the fivefold ministry gifts only operate from behind the pulpit. You know, the prophets, the apostles, teachers, pastors, evangelists, not just behind the pulpit. They are going to be marketplace apostles and prophets. Yeah? And God has, even beyond the ministry gifts, God is pouring out His Spirit upon all flesh. So the ability to see properly is an ability that you and I have. In the New Testament, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the call of God for your life, every single person on the sound of my voice has its origin in heaven. And there's a pattern that the Lord wants to reveal to you in this time. So for us to enter into the new, our eyes must be open to truly see. Like Balaam truly saw, you and I can truly see. Amen. Amen. I want us to pray. I mean, you can stand, you can sit. Just for about 10 minutes, I want us just to pray and just begin to speak to God individually. And just say, Holy Father, I ask that you give me the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Help me truly see. Open my eyes to truly see. I have a desire that your spirit will open my eyes and show me, show me, show me, show me your pattern concerning my life that is in heaven. Lord, I I open my heart to you in dreams. Come to me in dreams and visions. As I meditate in the word, I will give recognition to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in my heart. Lord, I know that the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man that walks to direct his own steps. Thank you, O God, because I have come from heaven. I am not from here. Therefore, the destiny of my life has its origin in heaven. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my understanding. You know, it is not too late for you. You have not gone too far in this direction. That you can't make an adjustment. It is not too late for you. It is not too late for you. A lot of times the Lord starts a sentence in the beginning of your life. And he completes that sentence toward the end of your life. Hallelujah. You have recognized the beginning of the sentence. Now the Lord wants to give you an added part to what he wants you to do. Hallelujah. Don't define yourself. By the beginnings of what he began to speak. Don't define yourself. By the beginnings of what he began to speak. There is more terrain to cover. I want us to pray in the Holy Spirit this morning. And say, Holy Spirit, I open my heart to you. I open my heart to you. Even though I may have been satisfied with what I've done so far. Even though I have my plans. Holy Spirit, I recognize, I believe, I accept that this is a new day. This is a new day. I accept that there is a dimension to my life that I'm not aware of so far. So, Lord, I open my heart to you to begin to unfold this to me. I give you permission. By aligning my heart, I am willing in my heart to adjust to something new. Hallelujah. Oh, paridegina castro ali the Lord is listening to you as you pray this morning. The Lord is listening to you as you pray this morning. Say, Father, open my eyes. Help me to see clearly. Help me to see clearly. Help me to see clearly. To see clearly. Assumptions that I have made concern in my life, reveal them to me that I may remove those assumptions limitations that still exist in my heart, no go areas, shine a light on them, Holy Spirit, that they may be removed from my heart, that I may give you room to expand in my heart, O God. Excuses, Like the excuses of Moses and the excuses of Gideon and the excuses of Jeremiah. I am too too young. I can't speak. How will I know the excuses of darkness that have established themselves as a stronghold in my heart? Holy Father, by your mercy... By your mercy, shine a light on them, O God. Shine a light on them, O God. That I may truly yield as clear in the hands of the potter. Open our eyes that we may truly see. Lord, the disqualifications of darkness expose them to us oh God because it is you that makes us able ministers of the new covenant Lord we open our hearts to you and we ask you Holy Spirit to open our eyes that we may truly see open our eyes that we may truly see let us see what the enemy is doing let us see what the kingdom is doing those prepared things that eye has not seen nor ear heard Holy Spirit, we ask you to begin to reveal them to us. Don't allow us to go in a way that is contrary to your purpose and plan for our lives. Hallelujah. Oh, bleno supranonga tiere uske. In Jesus' name. You know, the next thing we want us to pray about, you may be seated, is for us. I want to ask the Lord that he will fill us with the knowledge of his will. It will fill us with the knowledge of his will. You know, look at Colossians chapter 1. A few verses I want us to see here. And the Lord is uncovering the knowledge of his will to us. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 9, it says, For this reason we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you. And to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So you'll know what to do. You'll know how to do it. And you want to be filled with that. To be filled with that. Not a little bit, but to be filled with it. That you may work worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him. Being fruitful in every good work. And increasing... In the knowledge of God. He wants us to be filled with the knowledge of his will. Hallelujah. And we'll have insight into that knowledge. And we'll be able to apply it accurately to the extent that we'll be fruitful in every good work. So we know God wants us to be fruitful in every good work. Hallelujah. And the fruit of our good works will extend the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. It will extend the kingdom of God. You know, in the old days, we thought that the only reason why we got born again was to go to heaven. And thank God for heaven. Hallelujah. Thank God for heaven. Say to your neighbor, thank God for heaven. You cannot overstate the joy of heaven. Hallelujah. But you know, if that was the only reason then he would have arranged for your assassination merely after you got born again. Because depending on where you are theologically, you know, once saved, always saved, you might miss it, all that stuff. Depending on where you are theologically, everything is solved by an assassination, a successful one. Straight. <laughs> once your name is in the book of life, bam, we're gone. Thank God for heaven. Everybody that has been there doesn't want to come back. Nobody that has gone to heaven willingly will come back to earth. Thank God for heaven. But the Lord is beginning to reveal to us the knowledge of his will. It's not just about going to heaven. Hallelujah. It's not just about going to heaven. It's also about extending his kingdom in the earth. Amen. Amen. Bringing us to a place of full maturity. Bringing others to heaven with you. If you look at Micah chapter 4 verse 1. He says, now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and people shall flow into it. Many nations will come and say, come, let us go to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we will walk in his paths for out of Zion, the law shall go forth and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. You know, the Lord is expanding His kingdom in the earth. And He says that in the last days, the mountain of His house will be exalted above all the mountains and all the hills, and all nations will flow into it. You know, the Lord has called the church to disciple nations. The Lord has called the church to disciple nations. And you know, when the kingdom of God comes, the kingdom of God is the reign of God. And A manifestation of the sphere of his dominance. You see, in the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. When Jesus ministered to people, he said, the kingdom of God has come to you. He brought deliverance. He brought healing. He brought solutions. And whenever the kingdom of God was revealed, it created joy in people's hearts and drew them to the king, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Whenever the kingdom of God is revealed, people will rejoice. And it would lead them to investigate the king of the kingdom, which is Jesus Christ. As the kingdom of God is revealed in our lives, in our families, in our nation, we will have multitudes coming into that kingdom. Because that kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. So, God is revealing to us, like he did in John 3.16, that he loves the world. He loves the people you work with. He loves your industry. He loves the earth. And as we press into the kingdom, he gives us wisdom to reign, or for his kingdom to reign through us in every dimension of life. So part of the reason we're here is for the kingdom to be revealed through us, And through that revelation, people come in to know the king. You know, in Revelation chapter 11 verse 15, the Bible says that the seven angels sounded and said with a loud voice in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. He shall reign forever and ever. So God's plan for the earth is that every dimension of life will be dominated by the kingdom of God. You know, there's a reason why each and every one of us is in a different kingdom in the earth. Some of you are in the kingdom of commerce. Some of you are in the kingdom of education. Some of you are in the kingdom of, you know, of consulting. You're in different kingdoms of the earth. And every kingdom is governed by a system that has its root in a satanic operation. And that is why the kingdoms of the world have not truly brought deliverance into people's lives. But there is an order of the kingdom of God that the Lord desires to replace the dominant thought process that currently governs the kingdoms of this world. And that is why we're ambassadors of Christ. You are an ambassador of Christ in every sphere of influence. Hallelujah. And part of the revelation of the knowledge of his will is that he has created us and he has sent us out to be emissaries of his kingdom to bring the kingdom of God to bear in whatever world of influence he has placed you in. Some of you are in fashion. You know, some of the industries that are framing the world right now are media entertainment and government media and entertainment as a mountain or as a kingdom has more influence on billions of people than probably any other mountain so God is leading his people if the kingdoms of this world are to become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ it is going to happen by the replacement of the system of thought in those kingdoms by kingdom thoughts and systems and that is why you and I are here. That's why you and I are here. One of the things that came through in Perusia was the Lord talking about how he's going to open the door to Lagos or Nigeria being a technology hub. Now there's a reason for that. He's not just saying that so that we can say oh thank you Lord Jesus. He's saying that because it is an opportunity for the kingdom of God that has pre-knowledge about what he's going to do and the capital that's going to come into this sphere To begin to align themselves as the Lord leads them. Because he wants us to sit on top of those mountains. The kingdom of education. There's a reason why he's staring you in that direction. Because the kingdom of God must dominate that mountain of education. You know, Jesus said that the kingdom of God begins within us. As the kingdom reigns in us, then through us it will reign around us. It will reign through us. But it must begin in us. But he wants it to get into our families. He wants it to get into our communities. He wants it to get into our industries. Hallelujah. Now, what that means for us is that we must commit ourselves. If we want to be baptized in the new, we must commit ourselves to advancing the kingdom. Knowing what the kingdom is in that sphere and advancing it proactively. God has not called us to be passive. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Bible says that you don't light a candle and put it under a bushel. Yeah? God has not called us to be passive. He has called us to be proactive. But it takes wisdom to bring redemption to a mountain. It's not just passion. It requires wisdom. Amen. Look at, um, look at Daniel chapter 1 and then we'll pray. Look at Daniel one seventeen. Our prayer is to be filled with the knowledge of his will. And part of his will is that, is an understanding that we are called to be ambassadors here. And being an ambassador here is not just the fact that you have a prayer meeting in your office. It's speaking about the kingdom that he has sent you to. And the fact that he wants the kingdom of God to dominate that kingdom. Hallelujah. The music we listen to. The apps that we, are, we play with and our kids play with on their phones. He is sending people, the educational, the curriculums that govern our schools. He is leading his people into those spheres. And if those people will search out God's heart, they will be revealed and they will be given revelation of his wisdom to dominate that space, to bring solutions in that space, and bring life into that space. Because when the kingdom of God is revealed, there will be righteousness there. There'll be peace there. There'll be joy in the Holy Spirit. And it will lead people to the King of the Kingdom. In Daniel chapter 1, verse 17, it says As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom. And Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Everyone say all. I'll oh, say it again all. all. So he gave them knowledge. And skill in all literature. We want the dreams and visions. But we don't want to have knowledge and skill. Knowledge and skill. We're talking about God revealing the knowledge of his will. God wants you to have knowledge and skill in all wisdom. And Daniel had understanding all visions and dreams. So he understood what they understood. But then he went higher. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes just having a degree opens the door to sitting at tables that others will not be able to sit at. Sometimes being a specialist puts you at a place where from the world's perspective, they evaluate you and they consider you credible. Just listening to you sing will open the door that others don't have access to because you have a talent that is not just a talent in potential form, but you have added skill to it. He opens a door for you that others can't get through. Hallelujah. Now, he says concerning Daniel, verse 18 says, Now, at the end of the days, when the king had said that they would be brought in, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them. And among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. And in all matters, everyone say all. All matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them. He found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in the realm. Then Daniel continued until the first year of King Cyrus. Now, we are opening our hearts to the new. Remember, I began by saying that we used to think that it was just about going to heaven. And thank God for heaven. Please. One of my greatest visions was where I saw heaven from a distance. And I didn't want to come back. Talk about being in there. Thank God for heaven. In fact, we have no idea the kind of things that God has prepared for us. And the reason why he doesn't show us heaven is because he knows that if he should show us (laughs) Why do you think that Paul, to the Philippians, was struggling? Should I stay or should I go? Ah, man. It took spiritual maturity for Paul to stay. Yeah? Thank God for heaven. Say to your neighbor, thank God for heaven. <laughs> okay? You know, but the Lord is establishing his kingdom on the earth. And he has sent us here for that. Now, understand what is happening here. You see, Daniel outlived all of them. Notice, this was during the name of the reign of Nebuchadnezzar. He said he served till Cyrus. Yeah, Daniel was an old man when he died. He served all the kings. He went through three different kingdoms. The Babylonian, the Medes, the Persians, and then Cyrus. Yeah, I mean Cyrus was like Persian king or something. Yeah, so he served different reigns. You are going to be in places that kingdoms will rise and fall. But because you represent the ancient of days... You represent a kingdom that can never be moved. But understand how Daniel got there. You see, when Daniel was being examined by Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar wasn't asking him questions about the Jewish faith and the seven heavens. No. He was asking him questions regarding history, regarding culture, regarding things that had to do with his industry. Regarding the wisdom of negotiations. There are people amongst us that God has given that desire. You might be an education person. He wants you to be an expert in that field. He wants you to be an expert. So when they think about that area. And there's a problem. Your name naturally comes up to the top. That is what we are talking about. When we talk about the knowledge of his will. God is positioning his people To be in places of dominance through wisdom, skill, and understanding. Hallelujah. Because all these mountains are going to be dominated by the kingdom. Because the mountain of the Lord's house is going to be established above all the mountains on the hills. And all nations will flow into it. And they will come to Zion for instruction. Because they are going to be confronted with problems that they don't have solutions for. And you will not have solutions for it if you are just uh, limited to the knowledge they have. That is why beyond the skill and understanding, he had understanding of visions and dreams. Accessing the mind of God is fundamental for us as the people of God. Hallelujah. But we must start with the foundation. We don't, you got to know what they know. You got to be skilled. You got to have understanding. Hallelujah. And then you have spiritual understanding on top of that. So I want us to pray. I want us to pray. Because governance... It's part of God's plan for the church. Hallelujah. Governance is part of God's plan for the church. And when we talk about governance, it's not just politics. We're talking about every mountain. It's part of God's plan for the church. The mountain of education, media, entertainment. The spiritual mountain. The mountain of politics, government. Hospitality. Hallelujah. Technology. Let us pray. First of all, acknowledge the mountain that he has sent you to. Acknowledge your mountain. Hallelujah. It's not, yeah, church is not about coming to service. No, it's about part of, the ecclesia is the government of God. And you are part of that. Hallelujah. You are part of that. Begin to acknowledge the terrain he has given you. Hallelujah. You don't have to be the king of Babylon to rule Babylon. Daniel was was the real ruler of Babylon. Hallelujah. Wherever you are in the org chart, you don't have to be the CEO to govern that area. Hallelujah. But we need to understand and embrace the area he has sent us to. Hallelujah. Oh, His grace can be manifest through you. His wisdom can be manifest through you really bosco kingdom order can come through you. Solutions can be given to you. Hallelujah. It is the mountain he has sent you to. And his desire is not for you to be a support system. His desire is for that mountain to become the mountain of the Lord. Hallelujah. The mountain of the Lord. His desire is that his wisdom, his peace... His solutions for the sake of humanity will pour forth freely through you. Hallelujah. He says, my kingdom begins within you. Hallelujah. So anything that's out of line with the kingdom of God, begin to submit it to God. Hallelujah. The way I relate with my family, the way I relate with my community, the way I relate with my drivers and my employees, the way I relate with my employers, oh Parse, recognize that you are an extension of the kingdom of God, an extension of the kingdom of God wherever He has placed you is a place where the kingdom of God is ordained to dislodge darkness. Hallelujah. Oh, Matthew, Lebonus, Kibala, oh, Father, fill us with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding that we may work worthy of you unto all pleasing that will be fruitful in every good work that everywhere we are, there'll be fruits that God can eat off and rejoice that those around us can eat off and rejoice that will be fruitful, oh God, in every good work The reason we're here is to be fruitful, to bring righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost wherever we are. To bring joy in our community, to bring joy in our families, to bring joy in our nation. Fill us, O God, with the knowledge of your will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Embracing this is embracing a commitment to wisdom. Oh, begin to pray for your industry right now the thing that God has put in your hand begin to pray concerning it right now Bosque. begin to say God I recognize I'm an ambassador to the banking system I'm an ambassador to Fashion, I'm an ambassador to the education system, I'm an ambassador to the oil and gas system, I'm an ambassador of the kingdom hallelujah to the technology system, and I'm an ambassador to insurance. Have been a car, father. This is my mountain you have given me, I begin to ask you for wisdom I am not called to be passive I am called to be at the top and not at the bottom give me wisdom O God, give me wisdom O God, give me wisdom oh God. God, give me skill show me where I can, I can sharpen my sword O God open my eyes to kingdom patterns for this industry oh God Hallelujah. This is a new day where the mountain of the Lord's house will be exalted above the mountains and above the hills. Hallelujah. Where the water level will rise and will cause the ark to be taken high above every mountain. Hallelujah. And that ark is an ark of salvation. We're going to bring salvation to the lost. Jesus is going to be attractive in this nation. Jesus is going to be attractive in this city. Jesus is going to be attractive in every mountain we represent through us. Hallelujah. Oh, period again. We're embracing a commitment to wisdom. To knowledge, understanding, and skill. That will stand up to the scrutiny of investigation. Knowledge, understanding, and skill. Hallelujah. A commitment to interrogate the heart of the Father. Beyond skill will enter heavenly dimensions. If the Spirit has been released on our flesh, He has been released to my flesh. And I am going to experience the release of the Holy Spirit on my own flesh. Hallelujah. I am one of those that will dream dreams. I am one of those that will speak visions. I am one of those that will prophesy. I am one of those like Balaam will have eyes wide open. I will go to sleep and I will awake, hallelujah. I will go to sleep and I will see. I will go to sleep and I will hear. I will hear the counsel of God. I will hear the wisdom of God. I am one of those that is going to receive the download of heaven for my industry. I am one of those that will receive impartation of skill and wisdom. I am one of those that the prophets prophesied about. This is a new day for me. Hallelujah. You know, as capital is released... In our nation for technology, the ancillary business of facilities management, of customer service management, are going to thrive in this time. If that is an area God has called you to, begin to position yourself and press into it. Hallelujah. You know, people say that where well, there's no competition. Anything, you know, anything goes. But I see, those days are coming to an end. And those that are offering mediocre services are going to disappear. Don't be one of those. Hallelujah. Begin to differentiate yourself now. Now. Stop covering corners. Now. Hallelujah. Then suddenly there will be a flip and you will occupy that place of prominence. But it's going to be because of years of consistent behavior where you have provided service at a high level. Suddenly your name will be remembered. Hallelujah. But this is the time to invest in that now. Hallelujah. The Bible talks about the fact that the wealth of the sinner is laid up for the just. But it also tells us how. It says through wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Hallelujah. Is how the transfer will happen. Through wisdom, knowledge, and joy. is how the transfer will happen. Wisdom, knowledge, and joy. Hallelujah. You know, this year we've said 2020. 2020 is the year of advancement through accurate sight. Accurate sight. Where we see properly. I not Russian. We see properly. Sons of Israel had an understanding of the times. They knew what Israel ought to do. They had understanding and they knew what action to take. You know, I want us to pray for this house. We're an intentional house. We are very clear. And the Lord has continued to show us our place. He told me 18 months ago that it's going to be shaking. It has happened. He has brought us to a place of... Where the army of God is here and the army is ready. You know, the Bible says that in the day of his power, his people will be willing. His people will be willing to take their position. You know, in Joel chapter 2 verse 11, let's look at that real quick. It says, the Lord gives voice to his army. Or the Lord gives voice before his army. For his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and terrible, who can endure it? The Lord gives voice before his army. Look at verse 7 of the same chapter. It says, They run like mighty men, they climb the wall like men of war. Everyone matches information and they do not break ranks. Everyone matches information. They recognize that it's an army. It's the army of the Lord. It's the voice of God we're responding to. All right? An army is disciplined, an army is focused. An army endures hardness and tough situations. Everyone marches information. You know, if you are part of this house and you are part of this army that the Lord is raising in this house, it is important that you recognize your part in the plan of God for this house and you take your position. Amen. You know, one of the challenges of this house has been leadership. One in which we have strong leaders and thank God we have great, I mean, very proud of our leaders in this house, but we need more leaders. We need people to take position. Hallelujah. There are things that we know need to be done and our prayer is that people will take position, take their place. I know my part in the plan, but my part is not to do everything. People are taking their place, but we need more people to take their place in the plan of God for this house. You know, God has said over and over again that he has called us to be a prophetic and apostolic hub. Sounds like grand titles, but it's very clear what it means. The prophetic sees. The prophet of God sees what the Lord is doing. He has called us to see. Hallelujah. He has called us to see. And in order to see, you must be a praying house. Most revelation comes in the place of prayer. And they do not come when you are saying, God... I want to see, I want to see. No. When you're praying about real problems. Yeah. Because it says, call upon me and I'll answer you. And I'll show you things you do not know. When we're a praying house that is presenting problems before the Lord that we seek solution. Then he opens our eyes to see. Yeah. So if we're going to be a prophetic house, we must be a praying house that is embracing real problems and praying into them. Yeah. Yeah. He has called us to see. So that means that we must be in a praying house. I've seen visions where we're all praying. In every part of the house. Hallelujah. We're all praying. Prayer is going to be our... You know, this is the air I breathe. Because we need to see. We we need to see. We need to see well. Even the Lord will say, you've seen well. We need to see well. And prayer is how we see. You cannot be a prophetic people if we do not pray. If we do not pray, we cannot be a prophetic people who do not pray. Yeah? You cannot be prophetic to your family if you do not pray. If we're not praying for our kids, our spouses, we can't be a prophetic people. How is the Lord going to reveal what uh, he has called the destiny for your son or your daughter if you're not praying for them and you are seeking his face? So a prophetic hub is a praying hub. Amen. An apostolic hub is one that builds structures. Paul says like as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation. So we have been called to pray and to see, but then also to build kingdom structures. Kingdom structures. This is going to be a pattern church. Just like he's raising up pattern churches of the new day. The new day church is going to be a governmental expression of the kingdom of God. Are you with me? A place where we see, we build, we equip, and we send. That's where it's called us to be. But in order to be that, we each need to identify our place. And like that army that does not break rank, we take our position. Hallelujah. We take our position. You know, sometimes, um, as you're following the Lord, sometimes things only make sense in reverse. Because you don't really know where you're going. You just says, go do this, do that, do that. And then we look like, ah, oh, okay, so this is what he's trying to do. Okay, I understand. I mean, when the wise men were bowing down and giving gold frankincense and myrrh, and bowing down, and Joseph was probably thinking, I wonder what all this stuff is for. He didn't realize that at the same time, Herod was plotting to kill, and he was going to need the gold frankincense and myrrh for their exit to Egypt. You know, I, mean, I think one of the things that was interesting about Perusio is that um, we didn't realize it, but we're being nourished by the northern church. We're being nourished by the northern church. Here in Lagos, it was the north that nourished us. It wasn't the plan. We're just going with what the Lord was doing. Ernest Paul has lived many years in Jos. He's based in Abuja. Osnopora is in Lagos, but he's lived many years in Sokoto, Pastor uh, Chris is based in Kaduna. Um, Tommy was the only one that came from the UK. But he has also you know, been ministering in the north. He was in Kaduna a few months ago. So we're being nourished by the northern church. He that waters others will also be watered himself. Yeah? Ossidopuri said that the church will never advance until the north kisses the south and the south vice versa. Or the South, case is the North. A few years ago, um, we set up something here about, you know, I can't remember what we called it. I think it was Northern Relief or something. But, you know, again, the Lord has, has indicated very strongly that part of what we're going to do here is to build strong alliances with the Northern Church. When I say we're a pattern church, it doesn't mean that we're exclusive. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that there is a pattern that God is building now. And anyone that is hearing, it's amazing. I mean, during the messages, someone was saying, oh, did we tell them what we've been teaching on? Or have we... It's amazing how everything was just coming together. Because if you are listening to God, you are going to hear the same thing. There's only one captain of the host, and it's Jesus. The pattern of the new church... Is one that's going to be in strong partnership with the church in the north. And we need somebody in this house. Yeah. That's going to take that position. To be our liaison with the church in the north. And to build those alliances. Because we already have. We already have the people. We already have ministers there. But we need a strong team. That's going to be our voice. And it's going to be liaising with these people. We need that person. If you are that person, you need to identify yourself. And this is not about, oh, put on my hand, none of that. But we need people to take their position. You see, when people take their position in an army, you know they are there. There are not people that are chasing down. You understand? Yeah? When Agbe told me this morning that, oh, he had to go somewhere else. Um, he, has to, he had to be out of church this morning. My heart sank. Are you with me? Because when people take their position, you know who they are. Yeah, Now, so that is part of what we are building here. Now, the point of this prayer is like, Lord, in this house, you know, a hub is like, you know, I've seen a vision of being like an airport where you're coming, going, people are connecting flights. You know, that's the house we are. We are an equipping house to send people out. But thank God, every airport, every decent airport has staff in-house that are... (laughs) Less people are trying to land and no one knows... uh, There's no one in the control tower. Alright? So we're a sending center, but also we have strong people here. Yeah? And you need to identify whether this, you are meant to be part of those people and take your position. If you're in this church, there's a part you are meant to play. Take your position. Hallelujah. So that is something we're doing. Building alliances with church in the north is all part of being filled with the knowledge of his will. (laughs) in all wisdom and spiritual understanding and working worthy of that so that we are fruitful in every good work. There's a minister that was at the minister's breakfast. I said, you know what? I have not done this for 20 years. Being able to sit with my brethren, other ministers and receive encouragement and nourishment from them, I have not done it for 20 years. Now, for me, that was a real privilege. And he was talking about how much of a blessing it has been to him You see ministers flying back and forth, doing stuff, going to churches, ministering. They need encouragement too. They need encouragement too. And in our humility and obedience, the Lord used us to water people that needed watering. As you take your place, the Lord will use you for things greater than you have imagined. But that place, you must take it. Build alliances with church in the north. We are building a diaspora network. There are a lot of people in this house that are moving abroad and being transferred abroad. We want to have a strong network of a strong connection with them. So that wherever they are, they are receiving nourishment from us and we're receiving nourishment from them. That is the new church. It's going to be very mobile. We're going to need to deploy technology that is able to water people as they are being moved over the world. The old church was four walls. But the terrain has changed. And if that is our same model that, oh, this is the capacity of our church, you've lost it. Because there is no building that is going to be big enough to take the harvest that God has for this time. There's no building big enough. So if you're going to be an equipping center, we need to recognize the shift and align with it. Yeah? I've asked Kobe to help us coordinate that. We have people that come in and going, people that are traveling, that have been transferred. It's all good. Because it's one kingdom yeah but we need to have a strong network you might be transferred soon we might be laying hands on you that you know and the lord is using your office to transfer you somewhere else but the kingdom is expanding into those areas and we have to ensure as a sending center that you have the equipment to impact that place where you're at we need to adopt that posture we're going to deepen fellowship in this church through our high impact teams in every area because there's really an be ahead in that. We need fellowship. We need strong fellowship. You know, um, we have seven values as a church. This year, starting from next month, we're going to start studying some books that are going to help deepen those values in our hearts. Yeah? The first book we're going to study is Final Quest by Rick Joyner. We're going to have books available. Every neighborhood, we're going to have people that are going to be facilitating fellowship and discipleship. In those neighborhoods. yeah, You need to take your place. You need, there are hungry people here. That want the word. It's not enough that we get together on Sunday. Your spiritual life. If the only input you are getting is Sunday morning. It's not enough. But we also need to recognize where we live. And the, the models that will be most effective. For your spiritual growth. We need that. A couple more things and then I'll close. We're going to develop community outreach. A lot more has been done on that. We're going to be appointing a community pastor in a few weeks. Community outreach. We need to do more of that. We're going to develop a Niara business ecosystem. Pastor Rayleigh is heading that. Where all the seven mountains of human endeavor. We have people that are being trained and skilled. To receive kingdom wisdom. And then models on how to impact their industry. We're going to do that. Our school of prophetic ministry. Pastor Aigwe is heading that. So... As a prophetic and apostolic hub, it is important that we take our place in the army of the Lord. Amen. It's it's an army. We need to take our place in the army of the Lord. I want us to pray about that as we come to the end of our service this morning. Balaam said, I'm one of those that truly sees. We're not here playing church. The kingdom needs us. The Lord needs his people. Like that, us. That the Lord was going to ride into Jerusalem. It's interesting that he said to the disciples, if anyone challenges you, tell them that the Lord has need. The Lord has what? Need. The Lord has need of it. The Lord has need of you. This is the year we advanced through accurate sight. We advance through accurate sight. Hallelujah. Open my eyes, oh God, to see my place in your plan. Hallelujah. Oh, blemi Siclano, cobrianda faris, elido hikit. Hallelujah. Open my eyes to see my place in your plan, Lord. In this house, to be a partner with the vision you have given this house. That would be a strong hub. A strong sending center. A strong prophetic center. A strong building center. Where we are building kingdom structures. To the glory of your name and your name alone. A A center where we water the people. And we water ministries in our nation and across the world. A center where we speak truth to power. And where we speak wisdom Wisdom that will establish this nation. Establish this nation. To be the praise of the earth that he has been called to be. Praise Jesus. I'd like us to open to Isaiah chapter 60. Praise Jesus. Look at verse 22. It says, a little one shall become a thousand. A small one, a strong nation. And I, the Lord, will hasten it in its time. It says, a little one shall become what? A thousand. And a small one, a strong nation. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing how prophetic Israel is? I mean, if you look at the law, the patents that have been registered from Israel, Compared to any other nation in the world, they have the most patents as a nation. I mean, like, you know, like if you compare it to, you know, Nobel Prize winners, it's a small country that's surrounded by enemies that are trying to snuff them out. But a little one shall become a thousand. You see, God always uses the weak things of this world to confound those who think they're strong and the foolish things to confound the wise. The Lord has given this house a great vision. I found it very interesting when the Lord said to me, you're too many for what I have you to do. And I'm going to shake the house. I have a a small inclination as to what the Lord wants to do with this house. More people will come, but it's not about the people. It's about the right people. But what God is going to do is he's going to expand the few here. Where a little one will have the capacity of a thousand. A little one will have a capacity of a thousand. God is going to bring, build strong people in this house that will turn the nation upside down or right side up. The Lord can do it. And he can just choose to do it just to show his God. <laughs> just to show his God. I just want us to pray this morning that the Lord will visit us with grace and give us capacity. There's so much he wants to do here. There's so many things he wants to build here. And he wants to bring resources into the hands of people. I believe the Lord is telling us to lift up our heads and look, like he said to Abraham. Look to the north, south, east and west. Forget about what the Lord took. I've got new terrain for you. Grace must enter this house. Strength must enter this house. All the resources of heaven are committed to the son having his inheritance which was promised by the Father. Anybody of believers that aligns themselves to the heart of the Father, the Son having his inheritance will receive all the resources of heaven. Father, we submit ourselves to your will, O God, to do your will in the earth. We ask for your grace upon this house. We ask that you strengthen your people with wisdom. As we favor your righteous cause. We ask you to strengthen your people with wisdom. Lord, we know it is you that gives us the power to get wealth. That we may establish your covenant which you swore. Lord, we recognize that everything we have belongs to you. So Lord, we enlarge our tent. Not for our sake, but for the sake of the kingdom. Not to consume it upon our own lusts but to be a free conduit through which the kingdom resources will flow into this house to do that which you have ordained for us in this season. Father, we open doors to grace this morning. Visit your people with grace, Lord. That which you have hidden for this hour, let our eyes open to see it and lay hold of it. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we loose upon the earth That which heaven has loosed upon us in this day. Thank you, Father. Because this little one shall become a thousand. This small one shall be great in this nation. And I thank you because grace will hasten the manifestation of this in our lives. In this 2020. In the name of Jesus.